Welcome to Blind Love Radio. I'm your host, Anna Rosen. Enjoy these heartfelt conversations having to do with creativity, transformation, and the divine. Welcome back to another episode of Blind Love Radio. I am Anna, your host, and today I have my friend and long-lost soul sister, Natalia, here. We have an interesting and fun past and history with each other. We both went to a boarding school together as teenagers, um, which we talk about. And this is, we followed each other on social media throughout the years, but it was really fun having a conversation and just comparing where we were then to how far we've come and where we are now. And it's a great conversation to see. Um, It really shows you how much somebody can change, how much we both changed. And when you really lean into taking care of yourself and figuring out... um, you know, what you need, what you need to persist through challenges in your life. Um, And when you really put in the work, you can totally transform. And Natalia is such a testament to this. She has built this amazing business. She's launched a product line, Desiderio Beauty. Um, Her work is gorgeous. It looks like the products are gorgeous. Um, And I'm so proud of her. It takes a lot of persistence, a lot of courage to start your own business. And it takes a lot of talent, too, to sustain that and really... Uh, bring all of that magic together. So I really loved this episode. I think you guys are going to enjoy it. Um, I hope you like it. Um, Check out Natalia on Instagram at Desiderio Beauty. And you can check out her website, DesideriaBeauty.com. And I hope you guys love this episode. Reach out if you have any questions or you just want to say hey. And I'll see you guys on the other side. Love ya. Bye. Okay, so welcome to Blind Love Radio. And I feel like we would, I used to call you Shade. Is that, was that your middle name? No, that was the first name. Natalia is the middle name. Okay, so now you go by your middle name. Yes. Awesome. So do you, and I know you were saying Talia too. So is that just a nickname and it's Natalia? That's just short. short. Like my close friends that will call me Talia because it's just shorter for Natalia. (laughs) Okay, cool. So I will call you Natalia. So Natalia is here with us. And why don't you introduce yourself? Um, well, I'm Natalia. I own Desideria Beauty, which is a beauty brand. Um, we do services, hair and makeup services, um, all sorts, fashion, bridal, editorial, everything. And I happen to have expanded my service uh, company into a product line as well for a cosmetic line, which is super exciting. Um, and that's been going on for about three and a half years, I can say now. That's so cool. So do you have a brick and mortar? No, I don't as of right now. Um, a lot of like, for example, my services, a lot of them are mobile. Um, and because I do a lot of um set work like photo shoots and such or even weddings a lot of it is on site so I would have to travel anyways um and then I do have an online store um I I have I'm a big believer of the updated technology going on every year so totally now yeah I just do freelance and like go to people's houses and go to their hotels for weddings so I'm yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, you save so much money, too, for overhead. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And I think that finds that come to my house because I have my little at-home studio. Yes, I've just recently, like, set up a little space in our house where I can do trials and... Um, it's really nice not having to, like, clean my whole house. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, ah, I have to clean for days. (laughs) No, just section it off. You're good. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) totally. (laughs) So, what made you start doing hair and makeup? I feel like you were always into it, right? I was, because I was actually... Um, watching Irene color all the girls' hair back when we were 16, and I loved it, and I was, like, learning from that point. And my hair was colored from, like, when I was super young, so I always kind of was really into the whole beauty thing, and I didn't have self-confidence growing up, so for me, anything that was, like, would make someone else or myself feel good, um, I liked, and then I also realized growing up that it makes other women also, and some men feel amazing, um, when they're done up, so it just, it made myself feel good, and it felt good making other people feel good. Yes, I love that you look good, you feel good. Yeah, I think that's important. You have to, like, be comfortable with your own skin, however that is. And some Mm -hmm. people might not, it might not be for them. Some people it is for them to do, you know, lots of makeup or color their hair or get extensions. For some people, it's not for some people. But at the end of the day, whatever makes you feel good, I think that's what's important. Yes, that's so big is, like, trying to just enhance yourself and not trying to, like, be somebody else. Absolutely. I love that. Okay, so for everybody who is listening, we went to, what would you even call it? Like, a bad girl's... uh... (laughs) I don't know. Boarding school? I don't even want to call it, like, juvie. (laughs) Yeah, we... But like the nicer kind, I don't. I'm not too sure. Yeah, like a bad girl, teenage bad girl, um, like boarding school, totally in Utah yeah. for about a year. Were you there for a year? I was there for 14 months. Oh my god! It was bad. Well, the first nine months, I didn't do anything. You were at all. Were like, you were like fuck the world? Yeah. How old were you? Were you you were 16? I was was 16. I was there from when I was 16 to like just after like halfway through 17. I had my 16th birthday there. Yeah, I had my 17th (laughs) birthday there. And my Christmas just went to shit because I wasn't allowed to talk to anyone. Oh my god, I had a major blow up because I wanted to go on a home pass to go back to Thanksgiving. And they, like, would not let me. And I, like, freaked out. And I was so upset. And then they changed their mind. And they were like, okay, like, you're allowed to go now. Um, Like, you showed you really wanted it. And I was, like, rolling my eyes, like, okay, whatever. And then you remember, like, the rec therapist, Karen? Yes. I remember like, <laughs> yes, I remember being in the van and they were like, so how'd you get your home pass changed? And I was like, I don't know. I just like was crying a lot and I'm freaking out. And then <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm a teenager who wants to go home. Like, what more do you want from me? And they're like, and then they told my therapist and they took it away from me and it was like this whole meltdown and debacle and I'm like, fuck man, what is wrong with you guys? (laughs) Ah, it was like these weird mind games. Yeah, it was a bit of a tough time to say the least. It was a really tough time. What brought you there? Where do I begin? (laughs) I feel the same way. (laughs) Like, honestly, it's one of those questions, like, how bad of a bad girl were you when you were a kid? But, like, 
I wouldn't even know where to begin. Like, I grew up way too fast. Um, yeah, I just, I did almost anything bad you can think of that, like, even when you're in your 20s, you probably should not be doing, yet alone when you're 14, 15. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Now you can look back on it and be like, oh, stupid, but I learned, and I'm okay with it because I'm okay with, like, the present moment. But then in that moment, it was not funny and not cute at all. Yeah, like, looking back on it, totally. But, like, what do you... <laughs> like you idiot like what were you thinking oh wait you weren't (laughs) yeah what do you like what do you think do you think it was just like lack of impulse control or like what do you think made you do all of that because I think the same things I'm like what the fuck were you thinking like Um, what I don't know yeah I think a lot of it became impulse but then the way it began was the fact that I got bullied so bad and like growing up I had a lot of I guess you could call it childhood trauma so by the time I got like into seventh grade or whatever I started making friends outside of my school because the school that I was at was just absolutely terrible um and I got bullied tremendously like really really bad so Um, yeah, I, I really wanted to like fit in somewhere. So because I was also into sports at that age, I made friends with some people that were on my soccer team, but then that didn't go the right way. They weren't the greatest people I could have had in my life and it escalated from there. So it began with wanting to fit in, um, just wanting a friend, just wanting to feel good enough to be liked and then it just turned into impulse and this is like a high and a rush and I don't want it to end and it cycled from there (laughs) yeah it's amazing like you can start out with like a little like an emotional thing I feel like a lot of it stemmed from like anxiety and depression And then I had, like, a very similar thing where a lot of my friends from middle school went to this gifted program at a different school. And I went to this new high school, and I didn't know anybody, and I was trying to fit in, and I felt like I didn't. Um, You know, and then when you're already depressed and anxious and then trying to alleviate that, like, self-medicating for it... um, And I think it just, you know, it's really a testament to, like, when you're in that vulnerable position, like, who you surround yourself with totally, absolutely, like, magnifies everything. Absolutely. Absolutely. When you're in that state of mind, it either is making it worse or making it better. And a lot of the times being in that state of mind, it's probably making it worse. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) So how do you feel like... Like, I'm sure, like, coming back was hard. I feel like after New Haven, it was probably even harder for me. Like, maybe, I don't know, maybe, like, two or three years after. I feel like it was so, um, like, it just shook up my world so much. And it made me feel, like, so... And I totally, like, I feel grateful that, like the intentions were good and they were trying to help me and I totally take full responsibility for all my actions. Um, But I feel like it almost made me like too reliant on, or like feeling like a victim. And like- Too sheltered. Too, way too sheltered. I mean, we're not, (laughs) you know, like how do you go back to your life after people making every single decision for you? Yeah, it, that made it very tricky, and, and you're so sheltered and around these people, like, these amazing girls that are willing to support you left, right, and center, and you come out, and you're like, okay, well, the real world sucks ass, <laughs> and it sucks, but this is not how it is, like, you can't go and, like, I think what made it really tough is that you can't go and think that you have a friend and be able to open up the way that we did, and that makes things really hard to deal with because 
for one, you're either putting yourself out there, making yourself vulnerable and getting backlash and going back into that depression state or you're holding it in because, you know, you feel like you can't really, you don't have anyone that you can open up to at that level. Um, and the real world's different. The, it's, it's, it was completely different from the music, from the language, from behaviors, from hobbies, like everything was completely different. So you really have to readjust to be in a, in a whole new world. So it took nine months to adjust to that world, nine, 10 months, and then another year, at least two years to adjust to the outside world. Um, and it put me in a little bit of a, before I even, I started my business about 19. So I got it when I was 17 and, and it was quite the two years um, because of how difficult it was readjusting. That was me too. Like around, I think I got out around 17 and then I went into hair school right as I turned 20. And yeah. I feel like hair school like saved me. Like, it gave me something to put my energy into. And even, like, thinking back to New Haven, like, I remember, like, being up in the master bathroom with all the girls. And, like, I remember, like, Cindy. Do you remember Cindy? Yeah, I wasn't allowed to talk to her after. (laughs) I remember that. I remember her, like, putting, like, tons of mascara on me. But, like, and us, like, singing, like, inappropriate songs, like, quote-unquote. But, like, it was, like, the only reprieve. (laughs) And I remember those, like, crazy nails you guys would do. Oh, my God. They were, like, totally, like, guidette nails. Yes. I don't know how you did anything. That that was cute. (laughs) Oh, my God. They were horrendous. Oh. That's so funny. So, what, like, looking back, like, what would you have told your younger self going into that experience? Like, before going? Or, like, maybe not, like, before going, just, like, once you got there. after leaving. I don't know. Whatever comes up. (laughs) (laughs) Can you repeat the question? I feel like, what would you, like, have told yourself on the first day of New Haven? Oh, my God. That first day? That first day. What was your first day day like? I didn't didn't even leave that, that glass room. The safety room? The safety room, I didn't leave it. I I honestly would have told myself, like, to save nine months of my life, probably, I would have just told myself to, like, that it's going to be okay, that teenagers are super dramatic, and they think it's the end of the world, but, like, everything's going to be okay, and I just have to work through it, and not to give up, because putting up a fight just makes things more difficult and you kind of have to put your trust in the universe that things are happening for a reason and there was a reason that I was there at the end of the day totally yeah that's a big thing because I fought yes I fought (laughs) I remember I remember like some community circles (laughs) oh man I fought I did not want to be a part of any of it (laughs) yeah you're feisty I feel like when you like that's like such a big lesson though is like not fighting what feels like is being happened to you and instead just really embracing it and like learning to ride the wave exactly figuring out what to do with it whether it's good or bad Mm -hmm. Um, even with like for with my business for example I restarted it four times and every time I, of course, I would want to give up and be like, why am I going to start it again? But at the end of the day, like, if that's what I really want to do, I'm going to go and restart it again and again until it's where I, where I want it to be. And right now it's gotten to where I want it to be. So I can't really complain. You know, I just have to put my trust in it. And as you said, ride that wave. Yeah, I love that. Um What's been, like, the most rewarding part of your career? Most rewarding? Honestly, I would 
on the top of my head, I would have to say the fact that sometimes I've had clients that will literally look at themselves in the mirror after I do a full face application and they start crying because they're like, you know, like that to me is like, that is a crazy feeling that like you're really like making your own kind of difference in someone's life to the point where like they tear up and they cry because of how they look, because how they feel, they feel beautiful. Like it, that is like, that's like priceless. I can't even begin to explain because then it just makes me cry. (laughs) Ah, it's like you're giving these people so much love for themselves. And that's like what you were struggling with in the first half of your life. Exactly. And I think that's why it's like so touching to me as well. It's because I can really relate to that. Like, definitely, definitely can relate to that. (laughs) Yeah, I totally can relate to that also. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love, I love being able to do hair and make people happy, and um, I feel like I've become really jaded about it recently, but I'm trying to, like, I mean, I guess I'm not forcing it. I'm, like, letting it be. Like, this is kind of, like, the season that I'm in, because um, I've been doing it, I don't know, almost nine years. So, yeah, you're, you're talented, girl. You oh, thank you. I was loving every single one of those looks that you did. I do. I really love it. But I think, like, I had a year where I did just too much and I burned myself out a little bit. Um, so I've been kind of, like, trying to find a balance and, like, especially with brides because it's just so, it can be really stressful. I'm I'm learning it doesn't have to be really stressful, um, but I think it's, like, really about attracting, like, I'm really trying to, like, attract my ideal clientele, like, with, with my branding especially. I find, like, the more I stay true to my brand and my image, I attract the clients that I want. Um, absolutely. instead of like making it who you think what you think people want to see there's like a certain it's like I don't know I hate to bring up like such a cliche word as authenticity but when you really like make it authentic um it's just everything is so much easier and I think you get people who really appreciate you because they know exactly what you're going to give them also. It's not like it, there's no surprises. You're doing exactly like what you're putting up. Because um, beauty so, like, it's different to everybody. Yeah, and that's what makes it so artistic is the creativity behind it where you can do, like, whatever. And you're just, it's freedom of expression in a form of art. And that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. So you've done, like, people for the Grammys and the Oscars? Well, actually, the Grammys, I went as, um, I did not do makeup at the Grammys. However, I was there at the pre-events and um, all weekend long doing uh, promos for my product line. So I was in the gifting um, suite um, for the pre-Grammy events, um, all my products were there. I was uh, lucky enough to have my backdrop, uh, which was very nice, and got to meet a lot of a lot of really cool faces, met a lot of new souls, and it was great. It was a great experience. I'm I definitely feel blessed to have had that experience. That's so cool. So, did you ever think you would be where you are right now? I had no idea what to think if it was, like, 15 years ago, but um, did I dream of it as a little girl? Like, yeah, I, I dreamed to, you know, have a business, have it pretty successful, and definitely hit L.A., and, and that's, so far, I'm where I dreamt of being, absolutely. Oh, um, I love that, when people have, like, <laughs> such a clear vision. Like, I think I wanted to be, like, a lifeguard and a secretary. 
<laughs> like, really? I my mom had to force me to take lifeguard classes. I hated it. Like, I hated it. But it's really funny because, like, that was in maybe, I think, back to, like, fourth grade, and I wanted to, those were, like, my two options. I was, like, lifeguard or secretary, but, like, I, w- I would be a terrible lifeguard. Like, I can't, like, I have, like, one bad ear that I can't even get water in, so, like. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't, that probably would not work out at Yeah, all. it's just, like, not playing to my strengths. Uh, what? Yeah, it was yeah, it was so much easier when we were younger. What are your signs? My horoscope sign. Yeah. I'm Aquarius. Ooh, Aquarius. What because were you? I'm Capricorn, so I'm right before you. Oh yeah. Uh huh. So I'm like earthy, and you're more airy. So yeah, I thought I was water, but I guess I'm air, and I recently learned this and felt pretty dumb when I was arguing. <laughs> no, so much no, I know. <laughs> it's okay. I thought that for a while too, but it's the water bearer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this idea that you're able to like move deep emotion for other people yeah. too so you're able to like be this like vessel that can like pour out all this beauty everywhere it's so cool yeah yeah mm. so what else is new with you tell me what are your what are your hobbies besides makeup honestly my life is just like consists of the, the hustle like i eat sleep breathe it um if I wasn't doing makeup and I had to think of something really fun when it's not a snowstorm outside, I would probably, um, say racing, well, I race cars for like a while. It's been a couple years because I was trying to get the business up and everything. Um, but yeah. That sounds fun. That's very like daredevil of you. Yeah, it's kind of like a r- adrenaline rush, and I kind of, like, live for that natural... Anything that gives you, like, a natural high, I'm all for. Yes. <laughs> like, because I need excitement. I'm, like, an adrenaline junkie, so I need to keep things exciting. And I've been, like, playing around with cars since I was 17, so... I say yes, but I totally am like, that is so not me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. My mom was pretty disappointed. She thought she had a boy instead of a daughter for a while. She'll kill me if she hears that. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, I hate driving. I am, like, anti. Like, I'm like, here, here, pass the keys to my husband. Like, here you drive. (laughs) It's all, you know, I like, like, a cute little cruise on a sunny day with my cute little Beetle convertible, but, yeah. you know, I'm I'm not, like, I want to go slow. I'm, like, opposite of Ricky Bobby. <laughs> oh, my God, and that's totally okay. <laughs> yes, totally. So, um... What do you think? What else? What else should I ask you? What else has been, like, coming up? Have you had any, like, big transformations in your life? Um, let's see. Well, I mean, hmm, big transformations. Not crazy ones. I mean, I did stop drinking in 2018, which is cool. Mm, that's a big one. Yeah, I might have a drink or two if I'm traveling, you know, away, you want to celebrate something, fine. Oh, it'll be like a glass of wine and I'm on my ass, so. Yeah, I stopped drinking, like, maybe, maybe, like, three years ago. Um, Yeah. But I feel so much better. Like, I feel like I'm just, like, silly. I don't know, just, like, silly stupid when I'm drinking. Like, just way too loud, and I don't know, it just doesn't suit my personality. No. Uh, yeah, I get way, 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 way too loud sometimes, so maybe not for me. I just, I think I created, um, 
I like adopted an allergy to it or something because my body just doesn't do right with it. And like, I get hangovers for like 10 days and I just feel too old and it's just not for me anymore. So I feel like you're trying to stay super healthy. I, I always see like your gym pics. Oh, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm yeah. such a foodie. I, I, it's hard because I love to eat. So what are your what are your favorite foods and your favorite workouts? Um, I would have to say my favorite workouts are anything with my booty. <laughs> I love that. That's so fun. Like squats, massive squats. Yeah, like squats everything. I'm all for. Um, favorite foods, honestly, I eat everything. Seafood and like rice and pasta and Italian food, like all day. I, I eat everything. And I have massive sweet tooth. I'm obsessed with desserts. Oh, me and too. I really like the Every time I actually put on my lipstick, it smells like chocolate cake. Ooh. chocolate cake your lipstick smells like chocolate cake i don't know it's like it smells like 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 sweet i'm trying to smell yeah (laughs) yeah it smells like like chocolate i don't know it smells sweet it smells yummy yum that sounds good i'll have dessert like before dinner and after dinner it's great nice yeah, I feel like you you lead such a healthy lifestyle. Trying to. <laughs> it's a work in progress. <laughs> totally. It always is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it just, I feel like you have to when you're a hairdresser. Like, the amount that you're standing. Um, yeah. Like, if you don't have, like, a good solid core and, like, a good strong booty to hold your legs up, like, you're not going to make, <laughs> you're not going to be one of those old ladies doing hair. No, that's not attractive. And honestly, it helps with your posture. So, like. Totally. And, like, your muscles, because, because as you said, you're always standing in one position most of the time. Um and you're you're not really moving your other muscles so it's really good to like just you know exercise everything yeah are you are you a cannabis user i know they just legalized it in canada yes yes i am (laughs) yes i oh say it loud and clear here i am a huge fan i'm the biggest advocate because oh me too do not like taking advil i don't like taking tylenol the only time I take like one of my prescription pills for my for my migraines is when it's really really bad or like you know when Mother Nature decides to pay you a visit that time of the month. But aside from that, I literally don't I don't like to be on medication when I get sick. I refuse to take antibiotics. Um, I use oil, edibles, and dried cannabis just because I believe that it is the healthiest option. Totally. Um, it's medicine. It's medicine. It's God's gift to earth, as I like to call it. Yes. <laughs> so do you feel like that's where you've gotten all of your, like, perspective? And I feel like cannabis is just such a gift because I can, like, it helps me slow down, not be so impulsive. And, exactly. like, look back and observe my behavior and then adjust accordingly like what do I like what do I not like what do I want to change um yeah exactly I feel the same way I definitely feel the same way I think it it helps you like take a step back and evaluate a situation Mm -hmm, with like a clear head yeah, instead of being, like, all hyper and crazy about it or anxious. Uh-huh. Like, my anxiety, like, I still have such high anxiety that I go, like, <laughs> And then that will help me, like, like, take a step back and be like, okay, what do I need to do to, like, have a, come up with a solution to this situation? And then you can evaluate it with a clear head. Um, definitely helps with the anxiety aspect of it, especially, like... For me, it's, like, I'm, I get, like, crazy anxiety, so it just mellows me out a little bit. Totally. What do you get anxiety about? I'm a big anxious person also. Honestly, like, 
almost anything could possibly trigger anxiety. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make any rational sense. Like, it's very, I don't even know, like, it's crazy. For one, social anxiety, I'm terrified to talk to people, and I have to force myself to, and I've been really, like, um, trying to do that. Um, luckily, my boyfriend really encourages me as well, so, like... If I'm in a situation where I have to be networking, I will get severe, severe anxiety just trying to, like, approach someone to have a conversation. Um, and obviously, the first 10 seconds you meet someone, they you can already pick up a vibe. It's human instinct. Um, so it definitely helps me with that form of anxiety. Um, Do you feel like your confidence is better since you've, like, learned a skill like doing hair and doing makeup and like like I feel like my confidence is just better where I'm like I feel like I have this skill and I can like make people look amazing compared to when like I had no skills (laughs) oh my god (laughs) you're so talented yeah and I absolutely agree with that like I definitely think that it helps with um with the confidence aspect of it, for sure, for sure, yeah. When I, so I met my husband, we got set up on a blind date by this girl I met in hair school, like, the first, I don't know, like, the first month, so he's seen me, like, transform through the whole career, and we laugh because I used to have, like, the posture, we would call it, like, a turtle, where, like... (laughs) (laughs) You can totally see it in people if you watch. It's like your shoulders are in because you're trying to, like, protect your heart because you've been hurt before. And, you know, it's like you're closing yourself off. You're hunched over. And instead, now I have great posture. I mean, you know, not all the time, but... And I still... And I still get, like, nervous. Like, I'm not a huge, like, big party person. Like, I definitely am more of, like, a one-on-one. Like, I love doing podcasts and talking one-on-one. And I love doing clients one-on-one. And I feel like being able to, like, also, like, build those relationships with people through my clients has given me so much confidence, which I'm sure it's given you confidence. Like, seeing people cry from your work is like yeah, oh, that's 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 just like a, honestly a crazy priceless feeling that's like there's no there i why else would you do something like that is the greatest gift of all like <laughs> totally and like remembering and especially like remembering those through the hard times because we've all had times when like you know you're as you were learning like you didn't do the best job because you're learning like I remember once I was in the salon and I was like doing this bodybuilder's hair and she was really intimidating and I was I was super nervous and it was the first time that I had like cut bangs so and she was like super specific about the bangs and I gave them too much tension and so I like pulled them down and then they sprung up and I didn't know and they were like (laughs) and it was maybe just like I don't know like an inch or two too short (laughs) but like it was just so bad and like she just had me experience with bangs girl like totally and you like have to do that to get through it to like be able to do it yeah but like just like looking back and like being able to just laugh at it now but in the moment like you're crushed and you're like should I stop doing this like do I suck (laughs) new career change yeah <laughs> no, but you have to. You have to go through those trials and tribulations in order to learn. You know, like if it was just smooth sailing, how are you ever gonna learn, right? Like, totally. So it's good to go mm-hmm. through that. And I literally think every single hairdresser has had 
a bad mishap before they were hairdressers with bangs. I think everyone <laughs> had at least one, whether you were a kid or not. Like, I remember and- freaking out on some poor woman who, like, cut my bangs too short when I was a little <laughs> asshole, and I feel so bad. <laughs> We get it now. We were assholes. Like, it wasn't good. And I think that's why we can be so nice and understanding now. Because we got it all out of the system. Like, Do you remember when they took us at New Haven to Paul Mitchell to get our hair done? Oh, yeah. You came with me. Yes, that was so much fun. I remember we walking out of there. We went to, like... Some, like, rainforest cafe type place after. Yeah, how did we even score that salon visit? I don't know. (laughs) Or family sister-in-law or something? That could have been. They were so sweet, though. And I I just, like, always remember that woman. And she was so nice. I love that we got her hair done, though. (laughs) (laughs) That was was honestly, my mom and I literally still reminisce on that day because that was the coolest thing that we did in 14 months. Like, I love that. That was a good day. That was such a good day. I feel like, yeah, I mean, the good part was there was always activities. I mean, there were activities sometimes. <laughs> Once you earn them, you got them. <laughs> That's true. I remember being so depressed and them taking us out into, like, the middle of the desert. And the- oh, my God. <laughs> it was John's groove. Yes, and I remember them being like, Anna, you don't look happy. <laughs> Leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> Why would I be happy? I almost stepped on a scorpion and my feet hurt. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, uh, I think the main thing that made me happy was going to get some Panda Express. That was a treat. Oh my god, Panda Express. They would give us so much ice cream. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Dude. I feel like an unhealthy amount of ice cream available. No, I definitely, like, I was convinced that there was fat supplements in the food. (laughs) On top of all the ice cream we ate. Yeah, I, I, like, looking back on it, like, I wish I would have, like, used that time to, like, train, like, Rocky. Like... (laughs) Well, we would wake up at 6.30 in the morning with him banging on the door, trying to wake us up to go work out before class. Like, it was the worst thing in the world. And to run five kilometers, like, at 7 o'clock in the morning, or, like, three miles, like, that is the... Why? That's so funny. I used to hate running. Uh huh. I don't know. I remember like cheer. Now I'm a yoga teacher, but I remember like cheering. You remember cheering when the yoga person like didn't come? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yoga Saturdays. And we all like hated it. I feel like it was just so hard to be in our own bodies that like we weren't yeah. able to like sit still. And I feel like all physical exercise just made the emotions come out. Yeah, and it was so much more tiring. Like, it was too much. But now it's like, oh, my God, yoga's life. Like, if someone was like, we're doing yoga every week for free, I'd be like, yes. Totally. Yes. So are you a big, do you, do you have, like, a home practice? Or do you go someplace sometimes? Or what? For yoga? Yeah. Oh, I put up a YouTube video at home, or, I mean, I used to, like, go to classes, but I haven't been in a while, because I did hot yoga once, and I probably shouldn't have done it after a night of partying, and I got really sick, and I just got turned off from going to yoga, Mm. but I do do, like, you know. Yeah, just like a home flow. Yeah. yeah, that's the best. I love just smoking weed and stretching at home. 
Right? Okay. Thank you. Totally. Like that is a yoga practice for sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think especially when you have like a weird schedule with clients too, it's nice to just be able to have something that's flexible to your schedule and it doesn't always have to be like a crazy workout. No, just something to get in that stretch. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a good... So do you usually, like, start your day with working out or... Ooh, tell yeah, me about your morning good. routine, too. Oh, my morning routine? <laughs> it's not <laughs> <Yeah>. very, um... <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I always start my morning with, like, a coffee and a joint. That's only because my body aches and I'm anxious about all the amount of things that I have to do throughout the day. Are you an indica or sativa person? I'm more of an indica person, but during the day, like morning, I'll have like CBD oil and then smoke sativa. Mm, Yes, me too. Girl, we are like the same. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Sometimes we like to mix it just to get that little oomph, but. um, I love CBD. CBD is the unsung hero. Right? Oh, my God. And I feel like you totally do get high. You get a body high. Yeah, that's what it is. Like, CBD is, like, the medical component of it, right? So, like, the high that you feel isn't that head high that Indica gives you that makes you, like, a couch potato. It's more of a – your muscles are relaxed. Whatever inflammation you had is going down. Any, like, body pains – um, stuff like that, like it's really, really, it really helps for. So, and, I mean, I take it for my for my back um, and my shoulders, especially with our industry. And I also have um, it's uh, called. I have to double check what it's called, but it's basically a CBD cream. So it's good for like mm. arthritis and cramps. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love. It's the miracle yeah. cream. Oh yeah. I don't know where I would be without all that. (laughs) So are you a God person? Do you believe in God? Do you believe in just like the universe? No, I believe in the universe. I don't, well, I mean, I believe in a higher power God, but I think God is amongst all of us. Um, I do believe in spiritual higher power being, being the universe, but um, I I don't know if you remember, but I was always, like, super against religion. Mm-hmm. Not against it, but not for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'm still at that state, but I do believe in higher spiritual beings, and I believe that we can manifest the inner God in us, and we all have God in us. Ooh, I love that. That's so beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You're so wise. I stop. <laughs> oh, it's so awesome. Okay, so <laughs> what would you tell a little girl who wants to be at what you're doing now? Honestly, if if that's if that's the passion, if that's the vision, if you if you can't stop thinking about it while you're awake and when you're asleep, I think nothing should stop you from your goals. I don't think anyone should tell you that it's not good enough um, because one day you're probably going to be in a higher position than them. So keep going. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Love that. Love that. Honestly, it's just one of those things where it's like a lot of kids I feel like now nowadays they're unsure of like I maybe I'm wrong I don't know I don't have kids but this is just based on what I kind of observed they either don't know what they they want to do and they end up conforming to what society tells them they should be doing um and I don't think that's fair and I think one very important message for for younger the younger crowd would be um if you really want to do something, you just, you can't let anyone tell you otherwise because nobody else is going to see your vision except you. So you go for it. I remember when I was, when I was younger, I've had some family members, (coughs) excuse me, 
not being specific, but I had a lot of people be like, you know, why don't you just go be a server if you're going to be a hairdresser or whatever. They might not. (laughs) Or they'll be like, you know, like cosmetic line, like, you know, the, the, there's a lot of competition, like you're no different. And then finding a way to stand out and be different. Um, and I think that's like, for me, I love proving people wrong. So, but at the end of the day, you can't give up. You can't lose sight of what you want to do and following your heart at all times. Totally. And I feel I totally remember when I was back in hair school And I just loved, like, blow-drying everybody's hair. And this was before, like, the dry bars and all of that was really getting going. Um, Yeah. And everybody was like, you're crazy. Like, you don't want to do, like, highlights. That's how you're going to make all your money. Like, you're never going to be able to survive (laughs) just doing blowouts. But, I mean, where there's a will, there's a way. And I, like, okay, there's a bridal market, though, which is just styling. Yeah, absolutely. That's all, the whole bridal market is all blow-drying and styling. Maybe not, like, a wet hair blow-dry, but you're still doing a blowout or styling or whatever. Totally. Um, And a blow-dry is the foundation of any hairstyle, so. Exactly. If you're good at the basics. you you don't blow-dry? Yeah. And I feel like I was just so, like, nobody could get my vision. Like, I just wanted some cute Mary Kane Ashley waves. And every time I would ask for that, like a cute little Mai Tai from Dry Bar, like, nobody knew what I was talking about. And people would be, I don't know, like, like every time I would get my hair done, it would be like me going home and washing it out and being so devastated. But see, I think that's what makes you so good at your craft is because you see something that other people don't. And like, honestly, when I used to get my hair done or my makeup done, I used to go home and wash it off too. So I totally get it. But we have a vision of how we like to see things and how we want to do things. And I think it's great that you didn't give up. And I think, you know, like those are the best, the best successes are the ones that nobody else can see. Totally. And then that just brings more haters, or not haters, just doubters. Because yeah, they're like... People will question you because they don't want to see you keep going up. <laughs> yeah, or even just like they just don't see it. Like they don't, they don't have exactly what you said. They just don't have the vision. So yeah, it's like you just that. have to show them by doing it. And then they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah yeah and it's thinking outside the box that's what creates creativity you being uniform to everyone else's vision doesn't give you that unique creativity true you just become yeah. like every other every other sheep in the herd mm-hmm. <laughs> totally yeah like adding that little spice yeah <laughs> <laughs> that spice yeah spice. so what have you learned through your clients what have I learned? I don't know. I guess that's kind of, like, broad. But I feel like just, like, the ability to, like, work with people so intimately and, like, some of the biggest moments in their life. Um, patience. Patience. That's a big <laughs> one. Yeah. I think that's, like, the number one thing because back back in the day, <laughs> the patience was thin. But now it, it's a lot different because you have to you have to be there for your clients. You have to listen to them. You have to meet their needs. You have to put your opinions to rest for that time being. Um, That's a big one. Yeah, you really do. You have to think about it's no longer what you think is nice or what you want. You put you put away aside your feelings. You put aside your opinions, and it's literally all about that other person. And, and I feel like a lot of people haven't mastered that, but I think that's very important with our industry, with hair and makeup. That you so have to, important. When you, yeah, when you're working with your client, that is the only thing and the only thing, at, like, person that you should be thinking about. Mm-hmm. That is it. They do not want to hear, unless you have that, like, relationship with them, 
where they're like asking you about like personal life stuff I feel like otherwise just be like professional until they ask you like a direct question no absolutely you never no 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 you don't talk about yourself with your clients that's not your job your job's there to listen totally and like holding that space for people absolutely because it's so much more than it's like you have to do the service but then it's also like this sacred thing to like go to your hairdresser and tell them like all of your secrets it's like their time out right mm-hmm. it's, it's well i i say it with my hairdresser too i'm like it's our therapy session yes totally like i need to unload some shit onto you <laughs> yeah like seriously though that that's really what it is like mm-hmm. yeah yeah and be that's so it's such a gift oh you have me so inspired i want to go do some hair <laughs> i love you <laughs> i love that because it's really like you know every job has its hardships but I mean, really remembering why you do it and the power that it has, I think, is such magic. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Uh, and it just, like, ripples out. It really does. Cool. Well, I've taken up a lot of your time, so... No, it's okay. Do you have anything else you would that you want to say or anything that comes to mind or anything like that? Um, I'm not sure, but I did really enjoy talking to you. It's been a long time, and thank you for making me feel really comfortable talking. Like, it was nice, considering it's the first podcast. Good, Um, I'm so glad. Yeah, thank you so much. Oh my god, thank you for doing this and being so open and honest and vulnerable. I know that's like really intimidating and hard to do. I've been working on it. You know, it's been about 13 years. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's just amazing like how much you've been able to transform. I mean, people, if you could have seen both of us like... Like, what has it been? Like, I don't know, like, 15 years since then? Yeah. Yeah, 14. 14 and a half. Yeah, yeah. Like, and you blossomed into such, like, this beautiful human with so much self-awareness. It's so cool. Oh, thank you. So have you. It's amazing. It's honestly so beautiful to see. Ah! Uh, It really is. It's so nice talking with you, and it was, oh, I'm so glad you're doing well, and I'm sending you so much love, and I know you're going to be great, and I know you're going to have, like, this amazing life of whatever you're dreaming of. Oh my god, you are the sweetest. I know you will, too, Um, and I'm so glad, so, so glad we got to talk and chat. Um, and I'm so proud of you as well for everything. Never give up. Keep it going. And I'm only one call away if you ever need anything. Oh, thanks. And anytime you want to come back on, if you ever have a message or when your brand like totally blows up, we'll, we, <laughs> we'll do another well, one. There is, is going to be a new uh, product coming out. It's going to be a collab with a beautiful makeup artist. Um, celeb makeup artist from LA but I cannot disclose what it is yet but when it comes out maybe I'll hop back on Ooh, yes and tell everyone where they can find you and where they can find your line and all of that okay my Instagram handle is Desiderio Beauty so it's D-E-S-I-D-E-R-I-O and then beauty two words B-E-A-U-T-Y, just in case. Um, also, the my shop link is also on there where you can place orders. That is Um We always, well, normally have lots of deals and promos going on, so you guys can check us out. Yay, awesome. <laughs> All right, well, have a great night. Thank you so much, love. It was a pleasure talking to you. Same. Bye, girl. Bye.
guys again so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you enjoyed this podcast, if you could rate and review it, that would be amazing. And it helps other people find the podcast. And if you hit the subscribe button, you will hear this girl every time a new episode comes out immediately. So you'll have that to look forward to. Alright guys, thanks again for listening. I really appreciate it and I'm sending you so much love and kisses. Mwah!